stitched on his hat I watched him stand tall as the young recruits all passed They were headed for destinations far from home They had a look in their eyes only he would know I wondered what was going through his mind as he saluted that last kid in a line at that moment I realized how blessed I am Good morning, Sam Marvelous. I'm Diesel D. We're here for Veterans Hour. Today is February the 18th, this lovely Sunday. I'm here with downtown Commander Brown from the VFW. This is our first show of the year. How are you? I'm doing really good. How about you, Dee? Um, I'm doing pretty well. Um, y'all have had a busy, or y'all have had a pretty, pretty busy, I've missed a lot of stuff, you know, been reporting in these absences. Y'all have had a very busy start to the year. It's only the middle of February. I know. It feels, it goes by very quickly. Y'all had a, um, I saw the parking lot was kind of filled up yesterday because y'all had that spaghetti dinner. We did. And it, it was, was a theater. It was a theater. We had Brooke Thespians there. They did uh, Dinner at Eight, Dead by Nine. Oh, I love that. And um, we had a packed house. See, ah, and food and a play. Food and a play. I Couldn't go that. wrong. You can't. And you know what? I bet, see, you have to show me pictures because I love, the reason why I left the VFW over there is because it's so versatile. And what a place to have a, a theater production. It it was a lot of fun. I There was some moments, though. Where are there? Yeah, where I dropped the, sp- the first pan of spaghetti sauce everywhere. Uh, well, you know, there's always got a one. One always has to go down. Let the dog in after the party. No, no, no. It was, <laughs> it was the big pan. Oh, it was the big pan. Yeah. How come that always happens to you? Like, I fall down on the float. You drop the pan of spaghetti. We're just caught. We shouldn't be this classy. We were coordinating fighting machines a while ago. We were some, like, mean green machines. That's, and that's now called we used to could. Now we can't even walk across the floor with a pan of spaghetti. I won't be all right. <laughs> how's the rest? How's your week been going? You're doing everything. Um, I see that calendar over there. It's been pretty crazy. The uh, you know between veteran services got got really quick and fast and in a hurry, and then you know slow down. Well, do you find that that happens during the beginning of the year, like after the like the gap between the holidays? After the holidays, it kind of slows down, or is it that doesn't it necessarily slow down on our part, but the VA seems to like gap out take a holiday because around christmas time we were seeing people getting awarded left and right and then it did come to a screeching kind of slow down it uh, weeks it's been weeks and months some on some of the cases that haven't moved at all well and and that's interesting you bring that up because i know we have family um which uh they are dependent on that though that information from the va to to continue their enrollment in school and they're running like four or five months behind. It, and so it's really putting people, uh, nobody wants to work. The system's slowing down. I think when you have expectations and you expect people to meet those expectations. Well, yeah. 
and standards? That's one of the things that we got trained in in the military is to set up, meet the ex- and exceed the expectations. And so it's disappointing when we see them not being met and, for our benefit. And that's what's been keeping us busy is we're seeing errors and we're having to resubmit and refile or that's, put in appeals. That's what I just got. I got a letter saying that I don't even know what happened with, with, with Chris and my dependents. I mean, it's, it's very interesting, which I mentioned family. I have to give a shout out to my family because I've got my, my two cousins, Cece and Benji are in town. Um, and my cousin Kiva and her lovely husband are Steven and they're listening. They're all the way up, way out there. They ain't from here. They're foreigners out from Odessa and Midland. Ooh. I know they're a long Westerners. <laughs> That's like three states away in some areas of the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You could go through Rhode Island and I don't know, a couple other states. But yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, keep, it's, so you're getting the slowdown on your end as well. And We're seeing the slowdown, which of course is frustrating the veterans and their families because they're having to deal with why does it look like this and why, why is this taking so long? I went to my exam six months ago. Right. And I feel like our part of benefits and getting all of this is validation. That's a huge part of it. Right. It's validation. And if you're not getting it, then right. you're wondering if, if you're even doing the right thing. Right. Well, and, you know, and I've run into that. I'm, you know, we were just talking. I'm in the middle of my travel dispute because they want, you know, they refuse to believe that I don't live in a mailbox, a post office box. And so they won't pay, you know, so I'm missing travel. And it's not a whole lot. But it's the validation that I went to my appointment. I did what I was supposed to do. Thank you for not making me pay for my fuel to go to my appointment to get fixed because I'm broken because I got a little bobo when I was serving Uncle Sam and Lady Liberty. I drive a truck that doesn't cover my anything. It doesn't cover any. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I bet it does. I would ride a bicycle. Not to Austin. You know what? It's very good for your health. I did that when I was in college. Um, I'm pretty sure driving to Austin's VA would not be good for my health. Well, you know, not now, but I wish, by the way, we've got a March coming up. <gasps> Speaking of health and wellness and preparation and remembrance. Yes, okay. we do. Do we want to talk about that now? Or um, do you want to keep talking about the sketty on the floor? I was like, I, w- I would like to make a few thank yous. That would oh, be yes. awesome. Oh, yes. Do some thank yous. Okay. So definitely thank you to Betty, Sue, Nicole, Ronnie, and Blaise. Liz. The JROTC cadets, Major Williams, his beautiful wife, Miss Williams, because they came through in a pinch last night. Uh, we didn't. We did not expect a standing room only. Mm. And when you don't expect things, and you drop a whole pan of spaghetti, and they step in when you see that you're starting to have a little bit of a panic attack. <laughs> um, I really do appreciate it. I think Aaron, my husband, who's the quartermaster, and uh, the. Uh, Rick, who's, who, who's Betty's husband, he spaghetti master there. See. I'm telling you, there was lots of wine involved in the making of this production. Really? I bet so. Maybe that's not why the spaghetti pan got dropped? No. Okay. No, not why the spaghetti. I just, awkward was, angle and short distance. Yeah. See, my hip usually goes out. So I, I literally was moving it down the table. Oh. And it got caught and it went over. Yep. Mm. That's okay. It, it worked out well. You know what? It gave everybody an opportunity to clamor and make it happen. I'm excited because this recipe, is. everybody was like, oh, there's leftovers. 
And who came up with the recipe? Whose recipe? Betty did. Oh, okay. So I'm calling it Betty's Getty. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. I I'm, love it. I'm calling it Betty's Getty. And if we can ever get our VFW cookbook together, there's going to be quite a few recipes that are Betty's. We maybe need to do that. Yeah. I'm maybe. excited, but... We can shoot for Christmas. I was a little disappointed I didn't get leftovers to take home last night. You didn't? No, I didn't. Not even off the table? I mean, I got a plate, but then we fed the cadets again because... They eat a lot. They're teenagers. They're grown up. They're growing up. They can pack it away. I did have one trying to convince me that he needed to feed his old D&D group last night. Oh, he probably did. There was over 20 of them. I said no. No, that's true. Gosh, (laughs) I used to play that. Is it break time? Are we doing good on break? Okay. So um, a good turnout over there. I, yeah. And the interaction of the crowd and just the joy that was in the room, mm-hmm. it was really appreciative. Like, I know that we don't have the best parking and we don't have the best situation and we're trying to improve everything. And everybody was just so pleasant about it. Like. Right. You know, I would go up to him and say, I'm so sorry. We ran out of tables for you to eat your spaghetti yet as you're sitting in a chair. Right. Um, I'm so sorry. Thank you for coming. You know, we'll figure it out. And everybody's just really just, it's okay. We're, you know, this is awesome. And right. I was appreciative of that. And I really appreciate the community coming together and coming out. Yeah. That is, so. And it's on the edge. It's on the bright side of town. So you don't have to come all the way into town to see good theater. Right. Now, are y'all going to do it again? We, When's the next one? Okay, so somebody jokingly said two weeks, and I said, uh, no. Well, not maybe six months? Uh, we're, we're thinking maybe, well, okay. The Broke Thespians do the summer theater, so mm-hmm. they're, they'll be busy through the summer. So okay. possibly six months. That would make sense. We'll be after their big... Their big production. Their big production. Okay. But it's been a great partnership because they have, for the next two weekends after this, they're doing Agatha Christie presentation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. They're kind of, that's interesting. So. Oh, always something going on. And then what do you, do y'all have anything this week? Uh, like during the week? Mm-hmm. Or, yes, or but for the weekend. Well, you have your, do you have any meetings going on this week? No, we had our monthly meeting this last week. Because okay. the first was a Thursday. That's right. So it put us like middle of the month instead of towards the end. Right. But, no, we've just been, we still have square dancing. That's true, I forget. And which is which nights? Mondays and Tuesday nights. Okay, and that's what time? Uh, they start around 6.30, okay. like 6.30-ish. They start, like, talking to the new people who are learning the steps and stuff like that. Right. So, and is it, um, do they have to call, like, do they have to, or they just come in and say, I want to square dance? They, right. I th- they can come in, and then I think they pay, like, a little door fee. Okay. Like, just because of the cost of the caller and right. the lessons and stuff like that. Right. But you, you might not see me out there... Uh, doing square around or anything like that right i don't know how to do that i haven't done that since elementary school i haven't either i guess we remember yeah i do remember we had to learn all that dancing in school state requirements yeah well do they have the little outfits do they do a production at the end of the lessons i have not seen them do a production they did they some of them do come in crinolines for practice and then some of them just jeans and t-shirts but um the 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 more experienced group, mm-hmm. they did uh, something for KXAN last year. Okay. About this time. Okay. And it was awesome to see because the big skirts, the big dresses, the big colors and the flash, it was awesome. I bet it is. I mean, there is something. I remember watching um, Square Dancing with my, my dad's parents, grandparents, with my parents, grandparents, and just being amazed by it. But being grateful I didn't have to wear that outfit because that's a lot of 
fluffy stuff for the female. I I think it's just fun. I mean, if they want to wear it, yeah, go for it. Yeah, but when you were like performing, and that would be part. Of, like I have, I've gotten auditions in bands, and I've learned that I don't do well in bands that you need a costume. Oh, that's fair. And so you know, I've, I just I don't. I'm ha- I have a hard enough time being me. <laughs> I don't need to be trying to create some alter ego. We've been like, no, I'm fine. I don't want to dress up. I'm lucky if I get up here. So, um, so square dancing is still there Monday, Tuesdays, mm-hmm. Tuesdays. Okay. Mondays and Tuesdays. And then what else do y'all have going on there? So right now the thespians have been practicing like later in the evening. So mm-hmm. we had everything, whatever's coming in during the day and then they practice in the evenings. And then I don't think we have anything coming up this next week. But we we definitely have stuff coming up for VFWYs and mm-hmm. then what is that coming up? All the VFWY stuff. The the baton. The that the death march. That's that's I think that's the our next biggest event in March is the the JROTC's uh, memorial march. Okay. And that's March twenty third. Okay. And it'll start over at the high school and they're still looking for sponsors. Okay, and so, and tell people who don't know, who may not know what that Memorial March is about. Okay, Um, so I would say two years ago, the JROTC, the Air Force 921 JROTC out of San Marcos High School was at the Wreath Across America event, and they noticed some dates on some grave markers that were at the same time as Pearl Harbor, Mm -hmm. but they were like, they didn't die in Pearl Harbor. Right. And so they started, they came over to Major Williams and they asked him, they were like, well, what does this mean? Like, where were they located? And right. He was like, well, look it up. Let's go research it. And they did. They learned about Baton and they're like, they don't teach this. Mm-mm. They don't educate us on this. Like, no. why, why are we not aware of what's, what this is? Of what this that is, is and what that's about. Yeah. And the fact that our own, community members went through that right. some died there some survived there mm-hmm. um i've been learning over the last couple of years there's been several survivors of it here yeah. in san marcus mm-hmm. and it just it blew their minds right. so they saw the white sands march mm-hmm. and they were like well can we go and we're like do you have the money honey and that's white sands new mexico white sands new mexico and where they, they do, do a, they do the big march they there. do the big march there that's mm-hmm. the memorial and they're like well why don't we do something here mm-hmm. And that's where they came up with the idea of, of hosting one here. And they did last year was their first one. They had them and another JROTC program. They they marched with a couple of couple of the veterans marched and it was it was fun. And and it takes place it starts out at the high school? It starts at the high school. So what is the distance? I can't remember how like almost fifteen miles. Fifteen miles. Yeah. And there is a shorter route, but nobody took it last year. And then there's like a three mile loop if you want to just do like a commemorative part, participate, and then you can go over to the VFW and wait for the teams to come in. Okay. That way, you can kind of get the feeling of it, and then you know, yeah, go get go get a soda and, and a sandwich and hang out and cheer them on when they come in the door. Yeah. Well, you know, and one of the stories I have to say is when I was a journalist in the military, that was one of the interviews I had was um, an old guy that lived in outside of, he lived between somewhere between Clarksville and Nashville, Tennessee. And my job was to go interview him because he had survived the Baton Death March. And, um, you know, and I remember that appointment was like at 9 a.m. 
and it was scheduled and I got out there and, you know, the commander was like, you know, go out there for a couple of hours, talk to the guy, get a story and come back. And I ended up being out there all like a good part of the day, half the day, because once he started talking, you know, there's no way I was going to shut this man down, you know, and he was, you know, the, um, you know, I remember him talking about the, like the, the um, reflection of why he had buddies that were bigger and stronger than he was that went down and that he didn't, you know, it was just so amazing and humbling. And, you know, of course I got yelled at by the time I got back, but I didn't care because I had just, I mean, this, this amazing story had just unfolded. And so, um, so I just, I, I am very pleased that y'all are doing this and it always, you know, I have my fantasy that one day I'll be able to do 15 miles in one day, but I might be on that short route. That 3.3, that little one, it's baby steps. It is baby steps. Um, and it's I, the remembering. I did the full one a few years ago, okay. and then I did the short one last year. I walked with one of my veterans. and I got a couple of questions about that. Can we take a break, and then we'll finish, because I want to ask about that short one. And Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. And you're listening to Veterans Hour here on KZSM, LPFM 104.1, San Marcos, Texas. Views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We will be right back with you. Hey, reggae lovers. It's your weekly reggae escape. I'm Lady K, your navigator of good vibes and your gateway to the reggae universe. And Big Up Reggae on KZSM 104.1 is your Sunday vibe. Join me every Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. for a reggae experience like no other. From timeless classics to today's freshest reggae vibes, we've got it all. KZSM.org would like to thank the following businesses, organizations, and individuals for underwriting and supporting our 24-7 live streaming programming. Blue Sky Mortgage, Sid and Ellen Braverman, Down to Earth Barbecue Sauce, Fast Signs, Ghost Note Brewing, The Hill Country Free Thinkers, The San Marcos Art League, Tejas Hemp, and the Whitliff Collections at Texas State University. If you, your business, or your organization would like to promote and maintain true community radio in San Marcos and around the world, find the donate button on our webpage, kzsm.org, or email us at kzsmsanmarcus at gmail.com to underwrite our program. Revolving Door is your local radio show where we host the best live bands in our downtown San Marcos studio every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Tune in to kzsm.org to hear the best of your local live bands for 32 minutes to an hour as we get them in and get them out and on air. All right, we are back. I'm Diesel D with Veterans Hour, live in the studio with downtown Commander Stephanie Brown at the VFW. Um, you were talking about the little, the, the, you did the first one on the tiny, the big one in the tiny step when we were talking about the Baton Death Practice Memorial March. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me, you said, well, how long is the little one? The little one's about three miles. Okay. But, I mean, at any point, somebody can come pick you up. They do have a, a cart that follows A behind. cart. <laughs> they do. Right. Um, do you, and we talked about, do you have the option to wear weighted 
Yes. Yes. You and have an option to ruck with a pack or just walk. Or When's the last time you walked with a ruck? You did it last year, didn't you? When you go, didn't y'all do white sands? Mm, I did white sands four years ago. Okay, and you did a pack. I did a full pack. And how much did it weigh? It, my pack was 40 pounds. So 15, you did 15 miles and 40 pounds? Oh, I did the full. Oh, you did the full? Yeah. How long is the full one? Thir- 24. Is that, it's a marathon. Hi. 26. I can't count that high today. I can't either, but it's a lot of miles. I'll just drive there. I'll be there at the end with my car, sitting in the AC. Um, and then the, the next longest one that is not, that's three that they do at the high school, you said is it's the... 15. Okay. So they do the 15, and I think the shorter loop is maybe like a 10. Okay, but that's right. Like I said, I don't know anybody who opted for that last year, so we'll just... That's a long time. That's a long time. Nine-minute mile? The, the group that came in was about a nine or ten-minute mile. They were clipping. Wow. And... I better get my segue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right little, up in there. I have little flags on it so mm-hmm. people can see you. <laughs> so I have the little clown fans. Just fair warning, if traffic isn't already bad enough on Hunter Road, it will be very interesting that day. Watch out for teenagers in sweat. On Walker. So that, yes, that's going to be on the 23rd? Yes, March yes. 23rd. So be careful when you're driving down Hunter Road coming into town on the March 23rd because they're going to be doing a memorial march. Yes, there should be two water stations on the road, so that'll help identify a little bit that there is something going on. That's um, all y'all have? Two, no, on that particular road. There's, um, the there's like seven water stations. No, but I'm thinking about Hunter, because nobody's paying attention on Hunter Road. They're texting and looking at the phone. and Well, Unfortunately, the person who helped with us last year, he's not with us anymore. He the passed. safety person? Yeah, he was the one the f- going, he okay. was driving up and down the road, honking and cheering for the students, and he passed away. Well, we got to still do it. Somebody. We need to find a new patrol. We need to find a new safety patrol. Safety patrol. Yes. <laughs> Safe side super chicks. Everybody come forward. Okay. <laughs> um, and, okay, so that's March 23rd. So, and before that, what, do we have stuff going on? Any? That our next big event is that one. I it's a lot of time to train for it. That I don't think there's anything for us going on particularly. We have another monthly meeting, of course, mm-hmm. and then the no, we're just we just got past one big event. Can you give us a minute to get ready for the next? one? It's radio and broadcasting. We never stop. Yeah, just it's always us, going. Give us a minute to get ready for the next one. Why well, we don't breathe? <laughs> That's why veterans have anxiety. I don't know what that means. <laughs> They don't ever do that around this radio station. No. They don't stop and give me time to breathe. No, no you don't. I know better. You get no breaks in there. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> um, so, and y'all have your monthly meetings just for people who are interested. What day? You said the third? Oh, so the monthly meeting is the third Thursday, and you have to have a membership to be in the meeting. So we will validate that. But we have breakfast every Friday. You know that. I know, and it's good, yummy. Yes, and what time do those, because people come in and start, what, 8 o'clock? But really, you're there early. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to get there. I try to get there between 7.15 and 7.30 and get coffee on, get the bacon started, get the eggs started, get everything started, because probably about 7.50 is when the guys start rolling in, and they're ready for their first cup. Right. And And it's always good stuff. Breakfast starts at eight. We usually wrap up at ten because eventually I have to go to work. But um, that's a bad four-letter word. We don't say that on the radio. Okay. Work. Um, paycheck. I have to go paycheck. Yes. Go earn a living. <laughs> go adult. So, 
the but it's it's a good crowd. Sometimes it's smaller. Like this week, we had about 20, 25 people there. But it was Which nice. Is still bigger than it, it has been. It it is. It but it was nice because we kind of needed the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. And then the but the week before we had over sixty. Right. At breakfast and. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. When when I go through uh, six dozen eggs and one breakfast round and five pounds of bacon and. Feeding the troopies. Two two loaves of bread and a case of pop tarts and whatever else gets brought. Right. <laughs> just that yeah, that's amazing. What are y'all doing in the parking lot? You said you're going to try to improve that over there. We will definitely try to improve the parking lot. Uh, we've had a group of guys coming. Uh, they they meet for coffee once a week and they came over and helped scrape out mm-hmm. the the holes and push dirt in and mm-hmm. get them evened out because it really was turning into a lake. Mm-hmm. And especially with the rain. Especially with the rain, and it just, I needed some TLC mm-hmm. that I didn't have the equipment for, and they did. So I really appreciate them coming out. It takes a village. It does. Um, I also want to ask about the garden. What are y'all planting in the I, garden? I don't know what they're what planting they're yet. Plant in the, in the I was, community I was, garden? A, I was about to hit up the Girl Scout troop and ask them what that plan was because as I was cleaning up in the back, because with the, with the wind the way it's been, we've been getting a lot of trash blown I in. I bet so. Uh, the garden. Spring garden. I the, don't know when that planting is, but that, we, that'll be that, fun. That garden that they planted last year lasted well in through the summer. Well, and the pumpkin. The, yeah, we had we had. Gourds and watermelon, and we had food all summer long. Are y'all gonna have a garden day? Where y'all? I want to know. I got. I've got to plan that with the. I'll let you know. Girl Scouts. Yeah. And JRTC could help. This or is, is it just a Girl Scout? This is a Girl Scout. Well, maybe party. I can't go back there because I wasn't a Girl Scout. You don't have to. Be. Oh, I can. You can volunteer. Oh, okay. I, 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 when have I said no to volunteers? I don't think you have. Okay. I'm I was trying about to remember. Say, I was like, when have I said no to volunteers? I'm trying to think. I don't think it happened. Okay, so what else? After March 23rd, okay, there is the Vietnam Veteran Welcome Home event that is being coordinated. It sounds like out at Kissing Tree on the 29th. Okay, I don't have all of the details yet, but I am putting that information out there. And you said what day is it? March 29th. Okay. So and what's it called? You know the Vietnam to... Veteran Welcome Home. Okay. I think. They they have not given me firm information on what that looks like. Okay. So. Interesting. Okay. And I then hope... right after that. Okay. The, that Saturday. Uh-huh. We're having the Easter egg drop again. Oh. Okay. What is that? I didn't do that last year. I missed a lot of the spring stuff last year because yeah. I'm usually so busy. Well, you were traveling, I think. Yeah. Okay. So. The Easter egg drop is the local helicopter guy. We hire him. The yellow bird? Big yes. bird? But he, yeah, he brings in the bigger helicopter. And right. we have donated Easter eggs this year. We're going to make sure they're taped closed. <laughs> Why? Because they blow up midair or <laughs> whatever? No, they, they, they blew up when they hit the ground. Um, but not that the kids minded because they, they, it was muddy, it was wet, and they had a blast. But it, as long as it's safe weather for mm-hmm. the helicopter to fly, we will be hosting the event. Okay. And so he flies over and just dumps out eggs he, everywhere? He kind of does like drops. And you just, he leans over to the side a little bit, and then you just see eggs just falling from the sky. That remind, reminds me a little bit of my like rapid, what was that, L, LS, what was that, rapid? Anyway, you hang out the side of a helicopter and take pictures. But I want to throw eggs. 
I want to do that job. So I maybe. So and they're actually real? Are they? They're plastic eggs. They're plastic eggs. Oh, girl, if we try to drop real eggs, could you imagine the mess? Well, I was just thinking, well, of course I'm thinking my little devious diesel D stuff. I'm going. Let's just put one raw one in there. One raw one. You would. <laughs> I know, but you I was would. like, no, I wouldn't. But I'm thinking maybe one of the plastic ones with a lottery ticket in it. They're kids. It's a dollar ticket. Scratch off. They're kids. They you can't just, claim it. Their parents can. Uh, I mean, they didn't drive there. Uh, just say, okay, let's not bring money. Jelly beans works. Fill them with jelly beans. Enclosed candy would be fantastic in okay. case they do burst open. The kids can still pick it up off the ground. And the ants don't get it. That doesn't sit on the ground long enough for the ants to get anything. Well, there's some, they, you think they get Because all? we lined them up. We lined them up. And I then as soon as everything got safely dropped and they got to ooh and ah over the helicopter and everything, then we released them. Oh, then you released the kids. So they're not running out there dodging b- falling eggs. No, God. Oh, why do you, I'm just trying to envision this. We'd have to issue helmets to everybody. That's what I was like. Don't they have some kind of headgear? <laughs> like get bonked? No, they just put their baskets over their head and run for it. That works. I want to um, I wanna go to that. So, And that's going to be when? The week after that Saturday. The, the, the 30th. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Y'all do have a lot. I was, yeah, I was gone last year. I missed that. And then we are looking to put together for Armed Forces Day, which is May 18th. So this is further out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armed Forces Day, um, some kind of live music. Okay. So that will be, we're, we haven't clarified all the details yet. We need to get with the, the bands that have offered their services and make mm-hmm. sure that they've got their schedules cleared. But, yes, we are looking to do something for Armed Forces Day. And that's May 8th. 18th. 18th. Yep. It's a Saturday. And, you know, I feel like this is all going to go by in like a week. Like yeah. Like we're going to be six months down the that's road. That's why I asked like, you oh. to give me some grace on the whole it's going to be six weeks before our next major event. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a... It's been six weeks since the beginning of the year. I know. See, and I'm so, I feel like it's January 1st, just because this is my first show of the year. I think, you know, I have time issues. <laughs> you know, when I forget, I think time stops and just, and then I'm late and people get frustrated. It's like, oh, wait. So I feel like it's still January 1st. Happy New Year. Do <laughs> we got to take a break? Okay, we're going to take another break shortly. We'll be right back. All right. Are you interested in receiving information about a free mammogram to check for breast cancer? Community Action Incorporated can arrange for you to receive a free mammogram through one of our local medical partners. If you do not have medical insurance or live in a low-income household, if you're age 50 or older and need to receive your yearly mammogram, or if you're experiencing breast pain or any other concerning breast symptoms, please call us at 512 512- 392-1161, extension 322 for Spanish or 342 for English. Or send us an email at breastcancerservices at communityaction.com. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Community Action Incorporated of Central Texas and KZSM Community Radio in San Marcos, Texas. The Rotary Club of San Marcos hosts a casino night fundraiser on Friday, March 1st at 7 p.m. The event will be held at the Commemorative Air Force Museum at the San Marcos Airport. The museum houses a collection of World War II aircraft that are still airworthy. 
Tickets are $50 each, and 75% of profits will be donated to CASA of Central Texas. Remaining funds will benefit other local charities. Email smtxrotary at gmail.com for more information about tickets. That is smtxrotary at gmail.com. Rotary Casino Night is a great opportunity to have fun, raise money for local charities, and enjoy a fascinating historical facility. See you there. Join us for classic rides on El Camino Real, taking place at historic Hayes County Courthouse in San Marcos, Texas, on the last Sunday of every month from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Classic rides on El Camino Real will be a showcase of cool local cars, bikes, and trucks. They'll also have a variety of food vendors and a swap meet offering something for everyone. For more info or to register to show your cool ride, Navigate your browser to HayesClassicRides.com. And we are back live with Down, Down Commander Brown from the VFW. Hey, guess what happened on February 18th on this day of history? It's kind of boring, but it's kind of interesting. Well, actually, Mark Twain did the Huckleberry Finn. That was uh, released today on you're, this day. You're asking me to guess something? Well, yes. I mean, can you remember where you were 10 years ago on February 18th? I don't know. 10 years ago, that was 23... Well, I'll give you a hint. Um, well, yeah. in 2010, we had WikiLeaks, and this was the day that uh, WikiLeaks published their first documents leaked by Chelsea Manning, who is now is Chelsea Manning. Was that the original name of Chelsea Manning? No, it was. It was a, it was a dude. Right, but now it's Chelsea Manning. I can't remember. Yeah, because when they indicted it, him, his name was different than when. Anyway, so yeah, that was a while ago. I was like, you're asking me to remember names. <clears throat> the Green River serial. Killer pleads guilty to 49th murder. I don't remember any of that. I was working. I just didn't pay a lot of attention to television when I was... I didn't have time. Mm-mm. You know, it was, it was like just, 10 years ago. I was still in the military. Uh, oh, you know what? Were you? 10 years 10 ago. 10 years ago you were? You're yeah. way baby. Yeah. I, was, I just passed my 20 year. I had just... I had probably just had my neck surgery or I was about to have my neck surgery. 2023 was, I know I love listening to the kids run on Sunday mornings, running and having fun with the bubble lady. 20 years anniversary was this, wow, 10 years ago you were still in. Yeah, no, 20 or 10 years ago I was still in the military. Almost out. I got out in November of that year. Of 2010? 2024. 2014. I don't know what year it is anymore. Stop it. It was last week. Um, Pluto was discovered on this day. And then promptly and then, thirty, you know, and then downgraded, downgraded to not a planet. <laughs> Look at the kids. I love them. They're chasing the bubbles. Yay. Um, the most, I see some of this stuff I don't even know. Lincoln County War in 1828. Girl, my glasses aren't working. 1878. Whoo-wee. I don't think they're auto readers. There, I don't know. I think I grabbed the wrong ones. I mean, I think I have so many. I don't. I don't. Some of them work. Um, Two thousand three on this day, arsonists set fire in a South Korean subway. Man, we're depressing. <gasps> Dale Earnhardt Sr. was killed on uh, today on the in the crash in NASCAR race. Remember? I remember that. I don't know why I remember that. I was in the military when it happened. 
When was Maybe this? that's why I knew because I may have been the sports editor at the time. When? In 2001. He was killed on this day. And wow. I was, yeah, I was still in. I was did not sport. register. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did not register. <laughs> that's a watershed year for him. Well, so is it? That was the year he was born. Really? Okay. You're going to have to leave now. Okay. <laughs> Does your mom know you have the car? <laughs> I was always, I love it. See, I'm real excited because I'm getting this new producer and it's going to be great because I, I need the young freshness. I get real old and crotchety over here and I don't really like, you know, People. we start sounding like the judges on the Muppets. You know what I'm talking about? But you know. But you know. They were funny. They were funny, but you couldn't understand anything they were saying and they were very pompous. I used to laugh at them as a child. I understood their jokes. That was sad. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I, I was old. Muppets outsmarted me. I wasn't smart enough to keep up with them. It was not a good thing. Um, also on this, I just lost my day in history. What else? It happens every year. Um, no, it doesn't. It happens every week for me. It's like Groundhog Day. Which, the spring, you were supposed to have another cold snap coming up, by the way. Did y'all know? This wasn't it? No, it's, actually, no, this is a cold snap, and then it's supposed to get hot. Thank goodness. But then it's going to get cold again. Boo. You like the cold weather? Yeah. I do not like the heat, which is unfortunate because I'm in Texas. I'm going to have to leave. Okay. Where? Right now? Yeah. Okay. I can't be around you. Why? Because I don't like why, you cold I, weather people. I, well, I, but I, I just want to be cool. I mean, I'll, I love Texas if I'm in water. Let's talk about military experience of February in the desert. Of 17 degrees, and you're trying to start a vehicle with glow plugs. Oh, you know what? That does bring me. Yeah. It's too cold, too. But there are some glow plugs don't work in 17 degrees because they require friction and heat, and they don't get warm enough to start your vehicle. But you see, I did like hot weather, and then. I had two summers of 100 plus degrees. See, yeah, no. Only only two? Stay a little Where longer. Where are you I from? Remember. Stay <laughs> a little longer, so it's going to get much Where hotter. are you from again? <laughs> well, I think that I, in the summertime, I tend to um, wait as long as I possibly can to turn on my AC. Because to me, I just I know part of it is conditioning, <laughs> and part of my heat problems are the, my, my thermostat blown in the military. I can't go very well from you know, 70, 69 degrees inside every government building to outside where it's 98 and, you know, my body adjusting. And so I overheat, which is one of those things where, again, griping about the handicapped parking spaces because you don't look handicapped doesn't mean you are aren't handicapped. And that's one of my things is I got to rush to get in a building because my thermostat doesn't settle. So it doesn't. I can't rush anywhere when it's cold outside. I can barely stand up. Well, I do better in the cold than I do in, in the in the in the summer here. Oh, see, I'd go lay down on the concrete and fry like an egg. That'd be fantastic. Really? Oh yeah. You'll see me on the square. I'll be out in the summertime. I'm walking. I know. In in with my hoodie on in a hundred degree heat. That's because. Well, you probably like I said, we glow in the dark. We're all special. <laughs> I mean, I was just. If you see somebody randomly walking around the square in August with a hoodie on, that is me. That is I. I am trying to warm back up from frostbite inside the building. Toni Morrison was born on this day. Who's Toni Morrison? Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, we really can't be friends. Okay, no, we got to. Okay, wait. You got to move your car because you're leaving. I'm just, <laughs> Give me your keys. Oh, uh, no, I don't need my remote start. You just push the button. 
I lose my keys all the time because you don't need to put them in a car. You know, and so they're somewhere on the floor. I don't. I go in my car to see if my keys are in there. I push the button. I was like, well, they're in here somewhere. And then I just use my fingerprint to lock it and go. And it's just creepy. That is kind of creepy because I'd just take your finger. I'm, <laughs> the car is only worth like four thousand dollars. Steph. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Tony Morrison Morrison is a wonderful, amazing author. When I was at Southwestern University, um, she we uh, we had to read some Tony Morrison stuff, and um, she was born on this day in Lorraine, Ohio, in 1931. What is she? She is a American writer noted for her black experience, particularly black female experience within the black community. She wrote, "Are you rushing me?" The Bluest Eye, Sula, Song of Solomon. She's rushing me. Okay, I've read that. Okay, which one? Song of Solomon. Yes, that was the one we had to read. But yeah. I'm just not good at names. Just an amazing, and um, also has this amazing voice, which was pretty cool. So, go ahead. Like names for me in my brain, they go in and then they find a hole. At like least they I, find a hole. Mine just bounce around like a BB on a four-lane highway. I, there's people that I've known for years that sometimes it takes me a minute. And I'm like just going, going click, 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 click. Got it. <laughs> I was told our mail sorter slows down. That's part of our problem is the mail, our ability to sort the mail place it where it that should go That started quickly. about 20 years ago then. Well, right. That's kind of where, that's where they're like, your mail sorter is broken. It's just spitting mail out everywhere because it doesn't know where to pop, put Probably it. when I raise my right hand. And then oh, you really? just started seeing like a hundred faces a day. When you did your physical going into um, when you on, when you were leaving, what, what was the one thing that you were most worried about not being able to? Was there anything you were worried like? By the by, the time I got joined the service, I had already had a major hip surgery, and so that was the one thing that could have held me up. But did they know about it? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, you couldn't miss the scar. Okay. So the they, I had to go through like a special board. Oh, okay. You had to get yeah permission to go. But in. I ran I ran a six minute mile. Right. So they were like, <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah. So, Mine was the flat. I was scared of the duck walk because I almost tanked it. I, I don't have really. So the duck walk is the most inaccurate testing mechanism that they could possibly. Do use. they still do it? Yes. What is, I, I never understood, like it was. It, it really is to see if you can get up and down and then if you have mobility. On your haunches. Which, you know, it was interesting because we And only, if you exhibit any kind of pain or limitation. And, and never in my entire military career did that duck walk ever come in handy. I mean, I never, I was hoping that like they gave us a test, I passed, this means I get to use it. No. We didn't duck walk. We might have done it one time for play during PT. So when we when we look at those tests and like those are really important for like my end of the job now mm-hmm. is that I go look for those initial entry physicals. Yes. And if if they show that they went through everything and there was nothing found, it's a presumption of soundness. Right. right. So if at that time, you know, they noted on your thing that you had like flat feet or they noted that you had a an injury or something, that that's fine. But if they sent you through with no other issues, that's a presumption of soundness. Right. And so we're sometimes we're having to fight on this side of it that right. you sent them through the physical. You gave them the green light, yeah. You gave them a green light. It's, they were good to go. Mm-hmm. And that's on you now if there's any secondary injuries. Right. So. Should have caught it at the gate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you let it in, so it doesn't worry. 
<laughs> I'm so excited. I have my new Max. Max. I'm, yeah, I'm going to give you a nickname. It's going to be Maximilian. Okay. Like a million Maxes aren't enough. Can't beat my Maximus. One Ooh, in a million. Works. Max one in a million. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to come up with a new theme song. For him? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we had Steady Steve, and we got to have it. We gotta, you got to come up with your radio name. So, Every time you say you Diesel D, I just think of like lighting matches. <laughs> You're supposed to think of five tons. <laughs> you can ride in my truck. No, I don't see. I don't miss it. That's the thing is I don't miss it. I was like, it's got a little bit of a rumble. It'll be all right. Right. That's... Yeah. Diesel D, um, D's nuts. What's the other nickname um, I got was... Uh, D is late? No. Delicious. I had, yeah, I've got some people. Delicious. Delightful. <laughs> I can go all kind of ways. I try to use the more pleasant ones, not the ones like Diesel D, because it sounds a little bit not... Diesel D smells... Gaseous. 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 very... Smells stinky. Well, diesel's stabilized in comparison. Well, right. Well, and it was very good with Steady Steve because he was Air Force. And mm-hmm. so we had me rumbling along on the ground with the chair guy getting to fly to work, yeah. you know, in his, his plane. And then me, there's me split decision. Right. I forgot you did both. You just always never the happy one. So which one did you do first? Air Force. Air Force? That's what I thought. The Air Force. And what was the reason why you switched from Air Force over? Because I was married. Why? You can't fly and drive at the same time? I mean, uh, you were married? Li- living three, years apart, three hours apart was kind of hard. Oh. That was the closest thing to us at the time. You know, the first year Chris and I were married, I think he was home 18 days. He was, yeah. And it was like, oh. And then, yeah. And then, you know, and I always think about couples when they get, you know, the husband or the wife retires. Mm-hmm. And you start having the, f- the problems because they're not used to anybody being home that long. Yes. It's like, don't you need to TDY somewhere? There's, there was that adjustment phase. Of yeah. Like- that's, I mean, Chris and I would go. We would get to the point where it's like, okay, you need to, where, somebody's getting invaded. Don't you need to go somewhere? Orders. Where, where are your orders? <laughs> you need orders. Are you where, going to the field today? Right. Can I go? Wait, <laughs> let me go put in my request. For, where are we going? I, I mean, when we, retrospectively, when... Aaron and I look back at it, um, the first 10 years of our marriage, between the two of us, we spent more than five of them deployed. Mm-hmm. But So that was hard because we had Ro, mm-hmm. and so she was in the mix of that. Plus, then you add in there the field trainings and the long days and all, I mean, probably two-thirds of our first 10 years of marriage were right. coming and going. See, and that's what's so interesting because Ava never, like I was never, I was pregnant in the military, but she would never grew up with both parents in the military. But, right. she, you know, and so, but it was very, it's, you know, you see, yeah, the impact of how, how crazy military life is on trying a, a family and trying, you know, there's that ability to have um, orderly chaos. Yes. Chaotic order, you know. Everything. And you always had to have like. The backup plan to the backup plan. Right. You, well, right. And that's one of the things people don't realize is, you know, when, you, when you're in the military and you have dependents, we have, uh, do we have to take another break? We have, okay, I'm going to come back and talk about dependents because, yeah, we've got that one coming up. Yeah, yeah, we'll take another break. The bosses are waving at me. Get ready for an exhilarating and unforgettable voyage on Uncharted Frequencies, hosted by Mitchell Blair, founder of MB Air Productions. This incredible show takes you on a musical journey like no other. Immerse yourself in the mesmerizing melodies and mind-blowing music of San Market 78666. Musicians as we celebrate their boundless talent, from soul-stirring singers to virtuistic instrumentalists, 
will bring you a symphony of sensational sounds that will leave you spellbound. Don't miss out on this extraordinary expedition into the heart of musical genius. What's up, everybody? This is Justin James Bridges, and you're listening to KZSM.org. You can tune in every Sunday at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time here in San Marvelous to catch me and all my wild friends here on Sundays Free with JJB on KZSM.org. Raices, Roots, hosted by Kathy Lara, our past, our present, our future. Join the conversation, hear the stories, every Sunday at 7 p.m. right here on kzsm.org, your true community radio station in San Marcos, Texas. All right, we are back for the last part of our show, and I was just um, talking quickly about, um, you know, just the dependence and things that people don't realize when, you know, when you have children and you're in the military, you have to be able to leave them with someone if you have to go. And so the chances, you know, when I was in Tennessee and Chris was gone all the time and, and I had a baby, if I got called up, I, you know, I had to leave her with people that I just, I knew, but not, did not really know, you know, and so that's one of the things that, that stresses people out, which um, brings me to the fact that, yes, Rob just reminded us, we had our National Guard unit just recently deploy. Um, what was that last on the 27th 27th of this oh it was so cold it really was wasn't it was but the ceremony I mean the community showed up Mm -hmm. I will I will say I was very proud of our local veteran community and just the community at large from San Marcos they really did show up and gave these families the send off that they deserved. Mm-hmm. So it was the 4th Battalion of the 133rd Field Artillery mm-hmm. from the 36th Inf- Infantry from the Texas National Guard. Yeah. And they had a whole ceremony out on the field. We're used to it as active duty. Right. Like, there's ceremonies all the time for something. But for these guys, it's not very often you have the whole unit standing right. in formation, casing of the colors. And you you showed up for them. Right. Because when you're at Fort Hood or you're at your home station, everybody's already there. All the other units are there. They're cheering you on. They're this, there's already a, a set rope. Right. But for this situation, these, these people came from all over the country. And they're leaving jobs. They're leaving jobs. jobs they're families. leaving their families. These families traveled to San Marcos. To say goodbye. Mm-hmm. So the unit, as far as we were knowing, knew, half of them were going to do their train up mm-hmm. and then get their out processing and fly overseas. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other half of them were going to do, they were going like as a forward operations. Right. And they were thinking six months? How long? Uh, I think it's nine months. Nine months. They kept saying supposedly. Well, that we, that's kind of, we know that on active day. Uh, that's why I say allegedly is one of my favorite Al- allegedly, words. Supposedly, allegedly, we'll want to be here six months. Supposedly, mm. it's only going to be nine months. Right. Well, yeah. So, so, yes, best of luck and well wishes to the families out there. And what was interesting about this is because they are a Texas National Guard unit, usually guard units don't get activated, but every within every five years, they have to ask special permission from the state. 
for them to go and do that. So this unit deployed three years ago Mm -hmm. and came home. So that was a little different from what you would normally see. Right. A higher op tempo for them. Yeah. And that's, and you know, there's so many people in the community don't even realize we have a national guard unit. It's true. You know, they don't, that, I mean, it's kind of an, you know, interesting, it's kind of like the Legion. People know about it, but they don't know about it, but you can't find it, but we pop out of the woodwork when you need to. And I love that. Yeah. Not going to the border. They are going overseas. Yes. They are not going, correct. They are not going to the border. They are going overseas. Yes. So they they have a specialized equipment that they are going to set up and train the uh, local defense groups on. And they'll be, from what we understand, they'll be hopping around from defense group to defense group training. That'll be good. I shouldn't think we would need artillery at the border. Hopefully. I think we ought to just make, you know my thing, I think we ought to just run a big old amusement park right down the middle of the Rio Grande and everybody have a big slip and slide. <laughs> just have a big slip and slide, make That'd money. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Bring the water, it's hot out here. Um, so, okay, so, and they left, so, what, nine months from, fe- from February? We, we Actually, it was January. And I don't know if that's nine months from when they leave or yeah, just from their train-up right. or nine months from when they left here. I really don't know. Wow. So. So if people same. have, if people know people who are, are gone and they're interested in trying to support, you know, because I know a lot of times if you've got units that are deployed places, Christmas time, you know, we do the big pack-up where we load stockings and gifts and stuff and send it off. If they're interested in, is there, is there volunteer support to support the unit? There is a FRG group okay. that is supporting them. Family and readiness group, okay. Yes. If you want their contact information, if you contact the Hayes County Veteran Service Office, we okay. have it. Okay. And we'll give it to you directly. Okay. That way, there's it's a more direct coordination. You're not having to coordinate through us. Right. You can hear, and then they've got the, you know, the... The list of anything that they may need. Yes. Letters from home, stuff like that. Definitely. So, gosh, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to be deployed nowadays. I mean, I found some of the letters I had when I got, when I was in like basic training, I found some of the letters I had. I was like, oh my God, you didn't even know if they were ever going to get, like, you just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited for mail. And now today they're like, oh, I'm waiting for my TikTok mail. I, I, I did not wait for mail. I told them, don't mail me. Did you? Yeah. How come? Because it would make you miss them. No. Why? I just didn't want to deal with it. No emotions. No. Why? I... Avoidance. No. Separation anxiety. Let's get her diagnosed. Welcome to the Fraser Crane Show. <laughs> uh. Well. Okay. So Sounds I knew like an that. Avoidant attachment style to me. No, because when your recruiter tells you, like, your recruiter tells you if you get mail. That, you know, they're probably going to torture you a little bit. Is that what your recruiter told you? Yes. You had a mean recruiter. Uh, There's many stories I could tell about my recruiter. But the... the, He he was just realistic. Like, if you get mail, you're probably going to get harassed. And I was just like, okay, I don't need that. I I was already older going in. And I Were you a mom? No, I was 24. Oh, no, but that was... Yeah, I guess that was old. I was like 23, 24 when I went in. Mm -hmm. And... I turned 24 in basic. Yeah. So I was already older. I turned 27 in AIT. I was like already experienced. So yeah. Interesting. But okay. So then what? So. Okay. Air Force, Air Force basic training to me was summer camp. (sighs) Sorry. They did. Well, 
I was always I know it's a little bit longer now, but when I went through, it was six weeks. I just remember when I was training, because I was doing my AIT with the Air Force, and their PT was riding bicycles. And I just remember thinking, that's going to be great if we get... If you go down in a plane, you can just go out on your bicycle. Yeah. Like pedal out the window with a parachute. I was like, what are you, what are we doing? I was, I, I, we're, we're talking, no, it was. I, Good stuff. The drill sergeant was asking me, he was like, why aren't you breaking down like everybody else? And I'm going, cause one, I'm grown. And two, you can't yell at me in three languages like my soccer coach did in college. So we're done. You were that one. Yeah. Smarty pants, Stephanie, downtown, Command Brown. He couldn't yell at me in Portuguese. Well, then he's not a valid individual. Then there was nothing. no right to be speaking There was not. He had nothing. Right. Right? I was like, you can only do one language. We're done. um, Yell at you. Was it like, you are worthless? That. Why are you looking at me? What are you looking at? Never mind. Air Force was more about corrective and you had to look good. And the Army was more about breakdown. Okay. I don't know. Like I said, it was summer camp to me because I had played college soccer and my coach for two years of it was Brazilian. So until you could, I wasn't worried about it. Yeah. So we are coming up on the end of the show. Never. Yes. What do you want to say on your shout out on, uh, your, on the way out before we close out? You can be there Friday with the eggs and the bacon. I will be there Friday. And that's open to every veteran out in the community. It's open to everybody in the community. The VFW on Hopkins or Hunter Road. Hunter Road, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, kind of the weird point of where it turns into Hunter or Hopkins. It used to be the edge of town. Yeah. Used to, used to could. Used to oh, we're getting a new sign. So okay. eventually you'll be able to figure out that we're not just the blue building. We, we have a sign. Okay. So, yes, look forward to that in the next year. And then we'll have you on. Uh, let's have you on after the Baton Death March. Yeah. Memorial we'll March. Okay. Um, you guys, thank you. Stephanie, I want to thank you for being here. I'm going to come harass you at the VSO, check in on Jude and see what's going on there. Yeah. All righty. You have a great day unless you made other plans. His words hit me like a bullet to the heart. We take freedom for granted when we're free. That old soldier still lives the warrior's dream. He answered the call, mourns his brotherless. Say freedom isn't free But today I'm reminded It didn't cost me anything Smile and say son I've done all I've ever done For my family and a country that I love He answered the call his brothers he saw for You know they say freedom isn't free But today I'm reminded Didn't cost me anything Thank God for men and women Who fight our freedom.